James, welcome, my child. Come, sit with me. We need to talk. It's kind of crowded in here. I can't sit down anywhere. I, I would, I would really. I know it's kind of crowded. We got the other, we got the other members, but I'm trying to get you into. We, we need a one-on-one -on -one so that we can actually talk about like some of the, the, the organization that we've got going on here. We've got a lot of members who are joining this organization. Some people like to call it names. I, I don't really want to get into that, but uh, I really just need to tell you about our Lord and Savior and the, the cults of the Lamb. Um, because that's the game we're talking about today, because I fucking love this game. <laughs> uh, I just got my, my plushie. I, I've been waiting for five months. Thank you, Devolver Digital, for the pre-order. I got my son. He's beautiful. And since he is staring at me, I must talk about his game this time. It's been on the list for a while, but Cole to the Lamb. Wait, are you being spiritually forced to talk about this game? Is that what you're implying, that this cultist is forcing you at knife point to, to talk about his game? I cannot answer any of those questions. I do know that I can't stop drawing this little lamb boy. I don't know why. Well, I might know why, but I can't. I just can't talk about it right now. But I can tell you that uh, a massive monster made this game, which, <laughs> fun fun fact, is the name of the development studio. Uh <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was made by massive monster it was published by devolver devolver does phenomenal everything i i am such a fangirl of devolver digital they do great shit. thank you devolver devolver is a legendary publisher genuinely they, they give money to all sorts of people to just publish games and like i i thank them for it uh mm -hmm. they do such good work um came out august uh 2022 great game it has some phenomenal art uh great sound design great soundtrack some really really fun fun like beats in that game but the cool part is it combines two different game types fun fact i i kind of like that I, we've talked about it before mm -hmm. but this one's not an rpg it combines a roguelite with a Animal Crossing style village manager where you're taking care of little little critters, making sure that they're happy, feeding them, watering them, making sure that their poop is cleaned up, cleaning out the outhouse whenever it gets full. You can give people that duty eventually because you're a cult leader. You got to get on with like the cult stuff. You can sacrifice them, all sorts of fun stuff. I don't recall in Animal Crossing having to take care of the villagers feces is that an uh, addition to the formula that i wasn't aware of or it's a it's i'm pretty sure that's in there somewhere like just if you look hard enough read between some lines i'm sure that I, there's some allusion to it that that's maybe the you're, thing i want to look the least hard at in several of the games you're either a mayor or a city planner poop happens you've got to deal with it like it's it's a reg regular part of managing any functioning community uh not um, if you're a wizard and you can just teleport it away but that is apparently what happens in harry potter according to some <laughs> tweets that i read exactly but I, we're not gonna some, get into that right now. <laughs> terribly accursed tweets uh, oh, we're not talking about harry potter horrible. <laughs> no um we are talking about cult of the lamb and a cute little baby um yeah. There's a lot of really cool game mechanics in here, but also just the story is really fun. You're a little lamb. You're the last of your kind. You're going to be sacrificed to some deities. Um, and then one of the forgotten gods, one of the old gods comes back and speaks through you and is like, hey, the people that you're going to be sacrificed to are all my siblings. They tried to kill me. Um, 
you're going to be my vessel and you're going to kill all of them. And then that's your goal for the entire game is he gives you secret special demon powers so that you can kill all of his siblings who tried to murder him and bring him back to full power. Um, you get trash talked a lot by the other gods, but like you eventually like they, they get got they're pretty easy to take out. The game is actually pretty hard, oh, yeah. honestly. Gods, um, notoriously easy to kill. <laughs> easy peasy. Um, <laughs> but genuinely, like I, I, I feel like I played. Did I play this on on stream with you or someone else? I don't remember. I was playing it on a Discord stream with someone at one point. I I have seen people play little bits and pieces okay. of this game, and it's intriguing. But I don't I don't know what the deal is for more than like a few minutes of gameplay. Okay, uh, there have been a couple of the 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 deities that I have like one shot where I'm like I go in and I'm like this is my first attempt. I'm probably gonna like fail this, and then I just like absolutely wreck them. Like oh, okay then. <laughs> <laughs> I I am the god gamer. Um but uh yeah, it combines these two aspects. It it does a lot of what Moonlighter does, but I feel like it does uh a slight twist in that you're not running a shop, you're managing a village and I feel like that resonated a little bit better with me. I really liked Moonlighter. I played it to 100% before the DLC came out for it. Um it was a free DLC and then this one I played I played a like easily 40 50 hours of um I did pretty much everything that I felt like I could do I got my uh little my little cult grounds looking real cute and pretty um but it's got like a really nice gameplay balance. You you have like your roguelite stage where you get like a bullet hell. There's a, a really, really fun dodge roll. It's really satisfying. I love a game with a good dodge roll. If you have a roguelite game that doesn't have a dodge roll mechanic, I find it to be just slow and clunky. Just let me roll around at the speed Absolutely. of Absolutely. I've got places to go. Uh enter the gungeon comes to mind, stuff like that. Yeah. Um Thank you for getting me off of the the Sonic train. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, There there are plenty of upgrades that you can get. There are different tarot cards, which are kind of like an Isaac. You get the uh, you'll you'll get cards or you'll get like so there are items that you can use as weapons. And then there are items that you can. A lot of my comparisons for the roguelike section are going to come back to the Binding of Isaac because they've got very similar vibes. Um, They're both adorable and horrible yeah that's sort of a touchdown for recent uh roguelites or roguelikes yeah i don't know which one's which uh isaac is more of a roguelike where when you die you lose everything and you start over roguelites uh when you die you kind of you get to keep currency you earn like stuff you can upgrade yourself um and then go back into it with some of the stuff that you earned um that that cycle there where you don't actually like lose everything to start back over it makes it a rogue light, not a rogue like. At least that's my understanding from what I've read online. I did research on that because that line is kind of blurry because some people use. I feel like people use them interchangeably when they're not necessarily supposed to be. I mean, I I maintain my position that descriptors and words of categories of video games are entirely meaningless and just sort of mean whatever the person wants them to in that moment. Um, yeah, but I, I appreciate there's some semblance of definition there. Yeah, uh, this one I would consider a roguelite because you do like collect stuff to get out. And then whenever you go to your village, you can manage it and get upgrades. And when you go back in, those upgrades will give you abilities in the dungeon. Ooh. A roguelike is supposed to be like everything in the dungeon is fully isolated. It can't be infected by outside gameplay. 
Yeah. Um, so that's why I say roguelike, not roguelike, but mm-hmm. potato, potato, whatever. Um, but there are. Please a bunch of don't tell me you've ever said potato. What you you've never eaten some French fried potatoes? I'm gonna hang up this call right now. <laughs> I've never in my life. Potato. No one has. Um, I feel like that's an English way to say potato. It's a nonsense way to say potato. If, it's if a you, foolish way British. for fools to say potato. I mean, I did say that it was for the British, so you're not. Yeah, wrong. Exactly. we said the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> Every British person who listens to this, like, three viewers a week podcast is immediately offended. (laughs) Uh, I actually do have a friend who is British who I sent this to and uh, get wrecked. Um, Okay, I'm I'm sorry to you specifically. Nobody else. I'm not. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> um, but the one thing that I do really like is there are a bunch of different play styles because you uh, at the start of each floor of the dungeon, instead of having to hunt for your item room, you get uh, you get weapons given to you. You'll get two weapons that you can kind of pick through, um, and some of them are like high like closeness melee kind of style and like really brawler some of them have like really slow like really hard hits but they're really slow so you have to time it when you hit the button there's like a literally like a second and a half delay before it like actually lands Mm -hmm. um some of them are a little bit further away i don't believe there's a fully ranged option but there are some like side weapons that will there there are two different types of weapons there's like your main attacking weapon and then there's like a, a devotion weapon which uses like some mystical power to like grow spikes out of the ground or shoot out uh these like little missiles that will like seek and track onto the closest target stuff like that Mm-hmm. Um, so mixing and matching those two weapons along with like rankings of them and the modifiers of like, oh, this one does poison damage. This one does this thing, um, can be really, really satisfying. There aren't a ton of different weapons. It's not like Isaac in that there's like 8,000 different items and you'll never really know what's going on. There's only, I think like six or seven different weapons, but they'll have different modifiers on based on like random generation. Yeah. And then I think there's another like six or seven uh, of the blood weapons that you're able to like use your your special devotion power to uh, shoot at enemies with. So it's not like okay. hyper complicated. It's not overwhelming, but it is just enough to where like you can kind of find your play style. But there's plenty of room for experimentation of like, oh, I haven't gotten to play with like there's this one weapon that one of my favorite weapons is there's like a hammer and it's really slow. But uh it does like this big like AOE when it hits, it like hits a big area and it hits hard. Um, Mm -hmm. I really like playing with that one a lot, but then I switched over to playing with like these, it's like a brass knuckles, but with like spikes and like you get really up in there. It's really fast. Mm -hmm. So you can get some good combos. It's, it's, I like having these different like styles of play because it just keeps it feeling fresh, especially when you're playing for a really long time. Like I said, I played, 50 40 50 hours maybe a little bit more i know steam says i played like a hundred some odd hours but i, I <laughs> left the game open on accident that happens a lot yeah um, but um 
But yeah, what you're describing sounds a little bit like the the different weapons available in Hades, where they don't fundamentally yeah. change the way the game is played, but they offer you very different play styles that you can kind of mess around with and see which one fits Hades you best. Is a really good uh, comparison. Yeah, 100%. And the tarot cards are a lot like the blessings that you get in Hades. Okay. So that's a good way to analogize the, the tarot cards of like, you'll get one and it's like, oh, you get an extra heart this uh this go round or oh this one will give you uh better drops when you kill enemies or this one gives you better drops when you break uh in world items because mm. a lot of the game you're killing enemies and breaking like the rocks and trees and cutting down the grass in each room to collect resources to take back to your camp and build like uh, you've, you've got villagers to take care of. You need to build uh, grills and beds and bathrooms and uh, places of worship because you have to collect their devotion to you in spiritual form to upgrade and level and keep growing throughout the game. There's a ton of... Uh, there, there's like a huge tree of like different unlocks that you can get using this this power. Um, it's It's very very enjoyable in the way that it keeps you engaged on both halves and balancing both halves is definitely an act because if you go out to dungeon run too early your villagers won't have proper hunger so they'll get hungry and mad at you by the time you get back because mm -hmm. you've been gone for four days and they're like yeah we haven't eaten anything in four days no one no one here knows how to make food you went off adventuring instead of making lunch come on yeah, there's a fishing mini game that's very Stardew Valley. Um, oh, where you can like fish for food to like feed to your villagers. Um, there's little side quests where it's like, hey, you have to collect this item to unlock this section in this thing, and it'll give you like a reward or something. Um, there's there's lots of little things like that. There's gambling, so there's like a there's a dice game that's really fun. Uh, it's like Yahtzee but weird. I don't really know how to describe it. I had a lot of fun with it. Uh, I, I mean, Yahtzee is already pretty weird. Yahtzee is a weird game. I don't know. I mean, I it's very simple, so I get how like it came to be. I don't know how it stuck so well. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it, it is very Yahtzee like, but it's also kind of like Battleship and War and Yahtzee. War the card game. Battleship, the board game, and Yahtzee, the dice game, all had a baby and made this one really weird gambling game that is now, in this game. Now, I'm not an expert, but I'm pretty sure that's not how babies work. Um, What, three parents, one baby? That's pretty normal. Yeah. Is it? Like I said, I so don't... These two had a baby, and then the third one was the surrogate mother that, like, hosted the child until it was born. It, it does happen. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> so a weird wait, analogy. Was, was, was Battleship the surrogate, or what's the, what was the relationship they had before uh, they decided to I go would through with the pregnancy thing? That Battleship and Yahtzee... Hold on. No, Battleship and War are the parents, and Yahtzee is the surrogate. Yeah, uh, that's I'll how be it real. Goes. We've gotten way it. too deep in <laughs> the brain on this. <laughs> We've gotten like way off on this analogy. Where we are right um, now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, back to the, back to the game. Um, <laughs> I I really like the roguelike uh, roguelite section of the game. It is very fun, but also the village management section is very very enjoyable. In uh, like hosting sermons, you get to like 
get all of your people into your church and speak to your congregation on different things. You get all these different little critters and they're all different animals. I had like an elephant and a little frog and an anteater and a jackalope and some weird like uh, eldritch deity. Um, and they're all living under my cult and I get to take care of them. Um, you got to keep their happiness up. Otherwise they become a dissenter and start like screaming about how you're a cult leader and leading everyone down bad paths and riling up all the other people and like kind of waking them out of their like cult trance. And they're like, Oh yeah, that guy has a point. So you just throw that guy in jail so that he stops <laughs> yelling about you to everyone else. But he, that like, mm -hmm. you have to keep them separate. Everyone will go over and laugh at him too and be like, ha ha ha, you're in jail. It's very cute. Um, we have like mines and like wood cutting areas. It's 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 very very cute. It's very fun. It's very dark. It's like it's, your villagers have a life cycle as well. So like they'll die eventually if you don't feed them. They'll die. They'll die of old age. They do get old and will just stop working because they're like yeah I'm old. I'm not I'm not working anymore. And it's like all right cool. Um and there are like different perks you can unlock to to keep. Uh, the old people still generating devotion, which is like the, the main currency is okay. these little critters will pray to you to like the big statue of you in the middle of the, the camp and hmm. the statue collects their devotion to you and you're able to unlock new tech in the camp. So like you can get uh, better outhouses or uh, learn how to build better uh, sleeping bags or tents or uh, living arrangements for your, people or like build a summoning circle and summon like demons that will assist you on your next run um i love the aesthetic of this game i like dark stuff i like spooky stuff um yeah. i also really love cute things and this game really nails both of those so well even to the point one of my favorite artists who does like spooky cute stuff his name is uh carlos del mal Mm -hmm. I believe he's French. I'm not 100% sure on that. Don't quote me on that. I really like his art. I don't know much about him as a person. Um, I've liked their art for such a long time. I've followed them on like Twitter and Instagram and like everywhere I could find them, I follow them. Um, they did the cover art for the vinyl album that Cult of the Lamb put out on Devolver's website. And I was like, oh, oh. that's such a wild... Because no one else I know knows who the heck Carlos Del Malo is. <laughs> um, and then all of a sudden they're like, yeah, no, he that we hired this artist that we really like to do the art because he does cute, creepy things. I'm like, this this is literally perfect. I need this vinyl. They're still <laughs> selling it. I'm, I'm probably going to buy it eventually. I, I really yeah. want it. Um, but yeah, the art is just so fun. The game is a great time. I could continue ranting about it for forever, but... <laughs> I eventually have to let you say at least one or two things. This is a two-person podcast. I mean, you don't have to. I'm enjoying sitting here listening to about how, hey, what if Animal Crossing was also a sort of religious... Uh, Lovecraftian cult. Yeah, Lovecraftian, like, culty, uh, I'm going to go kill a couple gods and then come back and be Tom Nook for a little bit. <laughs> I mean that that is the game. Um you can even like get married. You can get married to your little your little followers and it makes them happy. You can give them a little kiss and it gives them you some extra devotion, helps them level <laughs> up faster. Um you you can't do the the woohoo as the Sims would put it, but oh, you can give them a little you can give them a little smooch. Tragic. 
I had a little frog that I would I would give a little kiss every day just because they deserved it. They were very kind, and they they will like help you with your cult while you're away. Make sure that people are like eating and shit. Um, okay, I'd kiss a frog. Right? I mean, see if it turns into a prince. You never know. Oh, not um, even for that. Just because it's a frog. Yeah, that's fair. I, I have a friend who has got a couple of pet frogs, so I. I I wouldn't kiss those frogs though. They breathe through their skin and you're not like supposed to, you like have to wash your hands like super thoroughly before you touch them and your mouths are dirty. So I wouldn't like directly kiss them, but I blow them little kisses yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, what's that word that I wrote? I wrote down a word and I can't read it. <laughs> Damn, my handwriting is so bad. not a mood. <laughs> uh uh, but yeah, I'm I'm intrigued. I oh sacrifice. Uh, sa- yeah, you can sacrifice your villagers as well. It gives you different uh, bonuses and stuff like that. There's like all sorts of different rituals you can perform. Um, I had a really robust graveyard because I chose to go the route where we honor the dead. So when people would die, instead of like you can use their remains to like do thing do rituals, or you can use their remains to bury and you get more devotion back. Um, I chose to bury them because I felt like, I don't, I don't know, I like animals. I don't want to be mean to them. So I try to be as nice to the little cult followers as possible. But you can be really mean. You can, like, make them eat poop. Um, there's all sorts of, like, mean Why? things you can do to the... Uh, sometimes they ask that? you to. Sometimes they will ask you, like, hey, can you tell me to eat poop? I want to eat poop. Can you make me eat poop? I want to do it for you. And it's like, I mean, I guess. And if you te- if you don't what? tell them to, they get upset at you. <laughs> but then sometimes they're like hey i really hate this other guy he keeps like talking to my best friend can you make him eat poop he'll do it if you tell him to and if you don't the person will get mad that you didn't make the other person eat poop and it's like "Eh, but if i made him eat poop he'd be mad at me i don't oh it puts you in some tricky situations where you got to really figure out where your morals lie (laughs) This is how far video games have come. Moral dilemmas about who you should tell to eat. Should you tell them to eat feces or not? Nah? Who are you? Who are you more willing to be upset at you? The person I you mean, made are you asking me? Because my answer is nah, dog. <laughs> what if they asked you to make them eat poop for them and they would be upset if you told them no? They now that's really where it gets to. complicated. I know. It's a gray line. It's like they, they really wanted to. I'm not into coprophilia, but I guess this little fucking elephant is. I don't know. Oh, well, now I have to play this game just because I can't wrap my head around what you're talking about. Cause I, I'm, I don't mean to keep coming back to Animal Crossing, but this idea of, oh, in Animal Crossing, everyone loves the villagers. That's one of the big things about yeah. the games is meeting all the different characters and having them hang out in your space. Um, the concept of a game that does that, but also you can just sacrifice them if you want to, is yeah, so 100%. wild to me because I don't know anyone who would want to do that, uh, at least it, in the context of Animal Crossing. It definitely turns Animal Crossing on its head because, yeah, very much so. Of like Animal Crossing is very sweet and kind of like, oh, I love my villagers. They're so sweet. And I gave them this like little little fern and they put it in their yeah. house and I got to decorate their like I gave them this, this cute outfit and they wear it all the time. I gave them the shirt and it looks so good with their like hair. That's so cute. And then it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, what if that? But I uh, I sacrificed them to the elder gods so that I could get more power over the rest of my dominion. And then I took that into the dungeon to kill other deities. Video like, games asking the tough questions what 
Yeah, it, just, <laughs> it goes off the rails really fast. But it's so interesting. It's so fun. And the different areas are so cool. And the designs are really neat. And I really like the tarot guy. They're very cool looking. I like their little moons and stars that they hang above their area. The tarot cards are cool. I just, I like all of it. The The writing is good. The music is phenomenal. Um, the music's done by an artist called Riverboy. I've listened to some of their music, but not like a ton. But they, they do good stuff. I love the music in the game. The sound design in the game is so fun. Um, the gameplay loop is really enjoyable. It just has all the good stuff. Like, I just cannot recommend it higher. Even if it's dark, even if it's weird, give it a shot. It does it in a very cute way that's fascinating. Just to see from a, a perspective of, like, typically these games are very peaceful and cute and sweet, and it kind of turns that it on its head. I... I have a soft spot for this, and James knows that I like turning cute, sweet things on into stressful nightmares. Uh, yes. I, I, I have a concept for a farming game that will be made someday. <sighs> I still think about that game all the time. I want my stressful farming game, but yeah, but that is a story for another day. Absolutely, but there, there's definitely a market for things that are cute and creepy at the same time. That's absolutely a genre or a, a style of media that that's popular and just sort of getting more popular. Uh, and that's, that's a really interesting one. Everyone loves their goth GF and this is what your goth GF is into. Like genuinely it's, it's yeah. cute. It's creepy. It's adorable. It's, it's horrifying. It is everything that a goth girl would love, and everyone is obsessed with the goth girl right now. So I feel like it's just <laughs> it's just gonna it's just gonna keep going. But you know, right. that's that's why I think you should play this game. I just think it's so cute, so creepy, and so good. Yeah, I I have to say I'm always interested in roguelikes, roguelites, stuff like that. Um, this seems like it does something kind of new to it, and I'll have to check it out. One hundred percent. Well, thank you for joining us. My name has been Allison. My name has been James. My name will probably continue to be Allison. I don't really foresee that changing very much, but I hope you have a great day and bye. Bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs>